1: Hey, I'm Sam.
0: And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School.
1: Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand.
0: Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover.
1: So what are you waiting for? Join, Join us, us in Plant School. Plant School. school. Everyone, welcome to episode seven of our podcast, Plant School. Today, we're going to be talking about propagating your houseplant. So, let's just dive right into it, shall we, Rachel? What is propagation?
0: Propagation is the process of creating new plants. It's really as simple as that, and it can be anything from seeds to something more complicated like micropropagation. And we'll talk about that in a second. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's basically just baking a new plant on purpose.
1: Baking a new plant?
0: Making, sorry. Oh,
1: oh uh, about to go stick your house plants in the oven.
0: Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, how did propagation even
0: start? This was something I was reading in my, what is the title of it? Plant propagation. <laughs> oh. I should have known that. <laughs> it's in my plant propagation textbook from college anyways so it started about 10,000 years ago with agriculture basically when (laughs) people started to select plants and cultivate them for their own purposes that is the start of propagating plants it was on purpose people selecting plants usually for food anyways so surprisingly a lot of plants that are produced today are actually just clones I don't know if you knew that Sam but attack of the clone. Not not like Star Wars, oh. but almost all fruit trees and nut trees, also like roses, carnations, chrysanthemums, potatoes and sweet potatoes are usually clones as well. So they're all produced by like a single plant. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I've seen enough Star Wars to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of cool. So plant propagation is something that's used very deeply in the plant industry, and so it's good for the average houseplant owner to know how to do this because it's actually pretty fun to make more plants out of the ones you already have
1: so basically like plant breeding but
0: <laughs> yeah but without
1: <laughs> without another plant
0: yeah the ones will be going over it's all asexual so there's no like flowers and i guess plumbing is better because
1: you're taking it from an original exactly all right what are the ways to propagate your house plants
0: Okay, so there's kind of a few of them, and I'm just going to go over the ones that are most common. There are things, like I mentioned before, like micropropagation, and it's rather complicated because you're just taking a few cells and putting it in a petri dish. Petri or petri?
1: Petri.
0: I don't know. Petri dish. I don't know. (laughs) And uh, anyways, and it grows from there, but you usually need to be in the laboratory for that. So we're obviously not... We're not in that sort of environment. We don't have laboratory greenhouses in our homes. You don't know that. Oh, that's true. Maybe there are some <laughs> real well-off people <laughs> with weird hobbies.
1: They have a laboratory for for <laughs> micropropagation, but they're listening to our podcast.
0: Yeah, they. that's true. They probably wouldn't <laughs> need to listen to us. Yeah. So one of the more common ones is seeds, of course. If somehow your plant produces seeds or you decide to just buy them, it is kind of the cons of it or that it's slow, of course. You have to go sometimes through methods to even get the plant to germinate, to like start growing. So there's things like scarification. What is that? Yeah, it's not like you say boo and you scare (laughs) them.
1: I just scarified you.
0: (laughs) Or maybe it's scarification. I always called it scarification. Uh, it looks like
1: it could be scarification. Looking at let's it, let's
0: go with scarification.
1: So you you scarify me. You scar someone.
0: Yeah, you you cut up the, the seed, not like chop it up like, like an onion, you but scar you scar kind of like for
1: life. You scarf scarificate them.
0: No, Sam, stop. Scar- <laughs> <laughs> you are just going off the deep end. You you like scrape up the seed with like um, sandpaper. And then there's stratification where you have to like put your seed in a freezer for a while. So it's just kind of complicated because you're trying to like mimic what this seed would go through in the wild. For example, stratification, which is putting them in the freezer, is basically like putting the plant through a winter. And so when it gets into a, back into a warm environment, it's like, oh, it's spring. I will germinate now and scarification is like it's going through some animal intestines or something like that where it gets scratched up and it gets pooped out that and so
1: sounds like scarification to me. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah exactly you wouldn't want to go through that but anyway so you're kind of trying to mimic nature sometimes with seeds sometimes the seeds are really easy and you simply just place them in soil and water them but some indoor houseplants are very tricky to propagate via seeds. So this one's not super common to go through. I did it in a class once. Me and one of my really good friends, we tried to propagate Utah agave and an Engelmann cactus. And it was just a dud. Nothing grew. I think we had one little guy grow how long does and it take to grow?
1: It. You've got 16 weeks in a semester. Is that enough?
0: Well, we started our lab and like it was like halfway through the lab that this assignment was given. So we only had a few weeks.
1: <laughs> grow and a I full I... houseplant <laughs> before the end of the semester or you fail.
0: <laughs> Good thing he didn't grade us on that. It was like, if you did it, you got points. Oh. Yeah, so sometimes it's just hard. But the pros of doing it through seeds is that it's usually very cheap. Seeds aren't very expensive, depending on what kind you're buying.
1: (laughs) Depends on what kind of market you're going to for your seeds. (laughs) Got the good stuff?
0: there. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Sure. Um, (laughs) So past seeds, we have stem cuttings. This one is a very common way to propagate your houseplant. Probably what you will be using to propagate your houseplant is either a stem cutting or a leaf cutting. So to start off, stem cutting are for things like vines, like your pothos, your heartleaf philodendron, ivy, different things like that. What you're going to do is you're going to take one leaf or a few, and you're going to cut all the way down to its stem, and then you include part of the stem with it. And so you'll take that, dip it in rooting hormone powder, and then into soil or into water to slowly start growing new roots
1: okay so what is rooting hormone powder and like where would you get it
0: yeah that's a great question so you can get it on amazon the kind i use will include in the link of this podcast yeah so it's just like a little bottle that you can buy on amazon they have tons of different types and i I haven't used all of them, obviously, but I would say that you're probably good buying most rooting hormone powders. Anyways, rooting hormone powder, it basically is a mixture of talc, which is like baby powder. You know what you put in your little child's bum oh, bum. I know. And auxins, which are a plant hormone. And they stimulate adventitious root formation, which we will get into of what that is. But it's basically... It stimulates roots to grow on that little cut that you just made. Steroids, kind of, yeah, it kind of is. So these auxins that cause this, they have some fancy names. There's two that are used a lot. So there's indole three butyric acid and naphthalene acetic acid those are two you probably don't even need to know that but i would say when you look on the label you'll probably see iba which is the indole 3 butyric acid listed and that is the main auxin that you are adding to your plant to really help those roots start growing and do well you can do propagation without rooting hormone powder it's possible but is it as successful no It is not. So this just really helps with that. Does that make sense, by the way? I just want to make sure. Yeah,
1: there are a lot of big words in there, but I'll just forget they ever happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're
1: just, you're just a plant nerd, I guess.
0: Yeah. All you need to know is that it helps roots grow. That's all.
1: Steroids for my plant.
0: Yeah. There you go. So the other common way that you will probably be using to propagate your houseplant is a leaf cutting. So this is just the leaf. Sometimes you just cut a piece of the leaf off. So this is used does on... does that
1: work? It's just like the tip of a leaf or like you cut the leaf in half.
0: So like a snake plant, since I'm pointing to Sam, it's in our corner right now. This is one you can do a leaf cutting propagation with. You snip it off, you dip it in rooting hormone powder and place it in soil it will grow little roots and start from there and create a new plant
1: I think there's more in this rooting hormone stuff than meets <laughs> the eye the
0: the strength serum that we yeah, talked about last serum. episode
1: sounds more like a regrowth serum where it's <laughs> you regrow severed limbs
0: basically it's not like a miracle powder don't <laughs> expect it to work on everything
1: so this is like the beginning of a good villain in a movie a super villain
0: super plant villain plant lady (laughs) Um, anyways so with the leaf cuttings they're commonly used for succulents snake plants peperomias begonias for succulents you'll just take the little leaf and place it on like moist sand or most moist soil and it will start to grow little roots all by itself no hormone powder needed but with something like a snake plant or a pepperomia, where you're literally just cutting like a piece of the leaf off, like cut it in half. A pepperoni? Pepperomia. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> cut it in half, stick it in the soil, and it will start to grow little roots along with some shoots to make new plants. Hmm. Okay. I promise I'm almost done talking about the different ways we can do this. So there's also airline... Air layering. I'm really strong. Say that five times. Back. Air layering, air layering, air <laughs> layering. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I wanted to mention it because I have used it before and it was a really fun one. So real quick, basically what I did, I used this for a Benjamin ficus. Also in my plant propagation class I took, we cut a ring around a stem of the ficus and removed a whole layer of bark and kind of made a deeper cut into the wood. We wrapped soil around it, kind of like a ball of soil around this cut we made. It was like soil and moss. And then we Saran wrapped it to that cut on the stem. So it's just like this ball of soil hanging on the tree and you tape it on there and you leave it until you see roots you'll go in there and of course like water it the best you can kind of have a hole where you can put water in there anyways we did this and it's still living it's sitting in our corner it's a benjamin ficus just growing just fine but it was air layered and then once it has those roots you just cut it off and you place it in your own soil and it will grow so it's kind of cool way to Go about it. And then lastly, there's other methods like bulb cuttings for plants that have bulbs. There's dividing plants or splitting them. That's something you'd use for like a peace lily where you can literally just chop the plant in half and you split up their rhizomes and you can create two new plants just by splitting them. So I would say if you're wanting to propagate your houseplant, go to Google and find which way is going to work best for it. But that's just kind of a rundown of some of the main ones that you'll probably be using.
1: Gotcha. What are rhizomes?
0: Rhizomes are underground roots. Or under, not all roots are underground. What (laughs) am I saying? (laughs) They're like underground shoots. So like... Aspen trees have rhizomes where they will like send out little shoots and another Uh, new tree will pop out out of that.
1: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So can you summarize real quick all those different techniques again? Just
0: Yeah, I'll go over the main ones. Just list them off. So there's stem cuttings or there's seeds, first of all. There are stem cuttings where you take a piece of the stem along with the leaf. Leaf cuttings where it's just a piece of the leaf air layering, like I did for my Benjamin ficus. And then there are other methods like splitting or bulb cuttings that you can use.
1: So how does this even work? How does propagation even work?
0: Yeah. So I kind of mentioned that we'd go into this more, but you're basically relying on the plant. You're snipping it off and there's these little exposed cells, right? on the right. plant and you're relying on them to de-differentiate. So you're relying on them to change their purpose basically and develop new cells that will become roots or shoots and shoots are just that new plant popping up that will eventually pop up out of the soil. So yeah, they're called adventitious roots or adventitious shoots because they take advantage of the situation and they change themselves. They de-differentiate themselves to become a root or a shoot. Lots of rhyming words in here. So some plants like a pothos or a hartley philodendron, they already have little preformed roots on them. So if you like, if you take your pothos, you will see little nubbies. <laughs> I don't know what to call them. <laughs> see little nubs. Like stubs. Yeah, yeah. Along the stem of it. And those are little preformed roots that roots will grow out of. So If you are wanting to just like start off like, I want to try propagating something, I'm not sure what to do, do a pothos, do a hartley philodendron, just something that's a vine because those are so easy because a lot of them have those little nubbies, which will easily turn into roots because that is what they are. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to go into any more science behind it because I know you probably will not care. That's basically a rundown We
1: should probably take a break. Let's do it. A lot of big (laughs) words in here. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to answer some more questions about propagation. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. And we're back. Okay, so you mentioned that uh, plants can be put in soil or water. Is there a benefit to one over the other?
0: Yes and no. There's there's pros and cons to each. So I'll start with water. Water is nice because you actually get to see the roots growing, and like they have fun. Like glassware, little like vials and stuff to display your cuttings that you're propagating. So they can be kind of fun. I feel like it's more and more trendy now to display what you're propagating on and the glassware that they have nowadays. But the other, the other thing about it is that these cuttings can rot easily if water is not changed regularly. You want to look to see if it gets murky and then you need to be changing the water. And that is where I struggle and I always kill my cuttings when it's in water. So for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> We're on Shark Tank. Um, but anyways, I, I don't love putting them in water, but it works really well. And some people are really good at changing out the water. I'm just not. So another note for water, you want to keep them away from direct sun or it just becomes kind of this like really warm, hot breeding ground for bacteria to come in and kill your roots. But also don't get them too drafty or cold. You don't want them to be little icicles. That would be sad. Just room (laughs) temperature water.
1: So how do you know if it has enough roots when it's in the water?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And it was asked to us actually today on our Instagram. So I think that's a really common question. But your roots when you are propagating them in water should be about an inch or two inches. Just more than an inch. Before you transplant them into soil. Just be careful not to snap them off when you are transferring them into the soil. I feel like an inch
1: isn't very long.
0: No, it's not. It can take, I don't know, like a week up to a couple weeks to get Uh, that long. So this isn't a
1: very long process then, then.
0: No, it is a long process for it to be like a full, like grown, bushy plant. Like that can take months or years. But like for it to like start growing roots, it's pretty quick.
1: Okay. So if you want to move it to soil, you don't really have to, it's such a long wait.
0: Then. Yes. So, yeah. Okay.
1: So what are the pros and cons of soil then?
0: Yeah. So like I said earlier, this is the way I prefer just because I'm forgetful with water. So you don't have to transplant it. You don't have to worry about changing the water. It's just, it's easier, but you can't see the roots. And if you like to see those, Then maybe go with water because it works perfectly fine. You can use other soilless mediums to propagate as well. If you are like, I don't want to use soil and I don't want to use water, then that's fine. You can use like coconut core. You can use lava. (laughs) 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 I don't think lava would work. (laughs) You can use moss. Like other types of soilless media work just fine as well.
1: That's strange to me. I always thought you had to have soil to grow a plant i didn't think you could do it in water or anything else
0: you can there's actually like whole nurseries and farms they're called hydroponic and it's just no soil just all water sam's looking at me like don't (laughs) don't go into this but you just need a lot of fertilizer that's the only thing because the soil can't supply the nutrients if it's not there so you have to be really diligent about fertilizing it
1: doesn't sound clean for the environment or maybe it is. it is clean, super clean from the environment. Yeah,
0: because there's no soil. It's a lot of fertilizer. There's pros and cons to it. It's kind of uh-huh. tricky to make a hydroponic system.
1: Gotcha. How long does this usually take to propagate a plant and have a new plant?
0: So we kind of talked about this a second ago, but it's longer than you think to have like a full-fledged, like separate plant. So it can take a couple weeks if you're doing a vine. Those go pretty quick. It can take several months. It can even take years. But So you just have to be really patient. So for example, I have a pothos that I propagated back in like February of this year of 2020. And now like it's growing. It's great. It's getting decently big. I don't know. It's probably like a foot long, whereas I have a chiflera that I also propagated and in February, this is seven months ago that I'm talking about this and like nothing has happened <laughs> they're alive there's roots but they're still just like two little stems stuck into soil and I just see the roots kind of doing their thing and I'm like where is the shoot <laughs> like are you coming so it's been seven months I'm just going to wait and see what happens but it, it depends on the plan how long it's going to take
1: Seven months ago. That was such a good time. I know. Pre-COVID.
0: Little did we know how crazy things would get. Yeah,
1: I remembered my question. It, oh. Can you do water instead of soil for any plant or are there only certain kinds of plants that you can do it for?
0: Not that I am aware of. If you can propagate by a leaf cutting or a stem cutting, I think most all of those can be in water or soil. I
1: guess always google it beforehand just to make sure. Yeah. All right, no more sidetracks. What else (laughs) can you do with propagation besides creating a separate new plant?
0: Yeah, so this is something I wasn't really aware of, but I was researching, and in another textbook, I have a lot of textbooks about plants. It's kind of an interior plant management book. It talked about how Instead of creating like a whole new plant, you can take cuttings and put them in soil of a plant that's like looking really sparse or kind of, what's the word? Skinny.
1: Naked. (laughs)
0: There we go. Uh... Those work. So yeah, if you have a plant that's looking skinny and naked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dress your plant.
0: Yeah. Anyways, you can take cuttings. Like let's say you have two... What's a good one? Two pothos plants. And one is just looking straggly. That's the word I was looking for. Straggly.
1: Not naked. Yeah, not naked (laughs) or skinny.
0: So it's looking straggly, but you have another one that is just like so healthy and bushy and looking really full. You can take a few cuttings from the one that's really bushy and you can put it into the pot of your other one. that's not looking so great and that can help it look more full, kind of even them out. I didn't realize you could do that, but apparently that is another use for it.
1: Hmm. Lots of things we're learning. Mm -hmm. I think this is the last question. So I want to propagate my new plant because you've intrigued me so much because you're such a great podcaster. I love you, Rachel. (laughs) Where do I start?
0: I wrote uh, that question. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna you wanna propagate your plants. So first of all, it can be done any time of year, whenever you just get in a propagation mood. Is that even mm. a thing? No. So get some clean cutting shears <laughs> or scissors. What's so funny? Uh,
1: I don't know if I've ever been in a plant propagation mood before, but
0: now most people probably have. <laughs> <laughs> probably just me. Just
1: spring out of bed. Today's the day. <laughs>
0: gonna snip some plants anyway so secondly get a clean pair of scissors or cutting shears. you want them to be clean so you aren't introducing like harmful bacteria or anything as you are making this cutting got those in hand now you're gonna google what your indoor plant or
1: Bing or yahoo or,
0: or Bing <laughs> yahoo what your plant needs <laughs> or you can wait until we cover it in our podcast if you're real lazy and you don't or write a
1: blog post
0: well yeah, you can go you can to go to
1: tennyplants.com there we or go. our YouTube channel where you could make a
0: video about it. Yeah, we do have a YouTube video right now of how to propagate your peace lily, but that is the only one I've done so far. I do want to make more. So figure out what your plant can do. Sometimes there are multiple ways to propagate your plant you could either do a leaf cutting or maybe there's like air layering. It just depends on your indoor plant. Once you figure out what you want to do, so if it's a leaf cutting or a stem cutting, get your rooting hormone powder and I would recommend dumping some out into a separate container just so you can avoid cross-contamination. This was something that our professor made us do. Instead of all of us like coming around and just like poking in these cuttings into his bottle of rooting hormone powder he would dump it out into a little tray so we wouldn't contaminate his powder even though i accidentally dumped it or put my cutting into his little bottle of powder don't tell him Uh, what if he listens oh snap (laughs) yeah i don't think any of my professors are listening so you're gonna dip the cut edge of the plant into the rooting powder It's just like a quick (laughs) dip. You don't need to like coat it on there. Once you've done that, place it in soil or in water, whatever you prefer. And then that's it. You be patient. Try not to overwater it. And just smile in knowing that you are creating a brand new little plant.
1: A little friend.
0: A little friend. And yeah, that's it. That is how you propagate a house plant. It's kind of fun.
1: All free for a new plant. Unless you're using the plant hormone, I guess, and it's
0: yeah not for the one but- I'm linking down below. Oh, how much did it cost? I think it was like six dollars. It wasn't super expensive. Oh there it is. Five forty eight as of today, September something.
1: Sixteenth, maybe the seventeenth technically. Since yeah, this it's is really, really late.
0: It's really late. But anyways, <laughs> it's not very expensive. It looks like it can even be bought at the home depot. But we'll include the link just so that you can find it. That's all. Okay. That's all you need to know.
1: We'll wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening. See you next time.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tenny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube.
1: Once again, that's Tenny Plants. T E N N E Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.